Hello, this is Mark Richter with another episode of Linux for the Layman. Want to feel safe, secure, and capable when using your computer? This is for you if you want to succeed and know you can handle your computer tasks with ease. Welcome to episode 10 of Linux for Layman, The Joy of Computing. Today I wanted to talk about the graphics user interface and the terminal interface and what I like about both and a little bit of comparison. Graphics user interface is what most people have been using since Windows began to achieve its massive popularity back in the 80s. The advantage to a graphics user interface, as a lot of people have discovered, is that what you see in front of you on the screen is very close to what you get when you transform it into output. For example, when you use a word processor to create a document, what you see on the screen is very close to, if not exactly like, what you get when you print the document. The advantage to a graphic user interface is that, in respect to what you see, in a terminal interface, what you see is text in the terminal window. And that's about it. It doesn't look like what you're going to get when you print it out, unless you print out an exact image of what's in your terminal window. The graphics interface has a lot of really nice convenience features you can use the mouse to hover over things that appear on your screen and in many cases if there's an action that that entity represents it will give you a little hint that says what that action is you can move the mouse independently of where your text cursor is that's usually like a large thin capital I the mouse cursor is usually a pointer the mouse cursor follows where you move the mouse to. The text input cursor moves to where you click with the mouse if it's in a text input area of the screen and if not it doesn't move with you. With the mouse cursor you can select pieces of the window like the little icons in the upper right hand corner on Windows and most Linux machines and in the upper left hand corner of the screen on a Mac OS and some Linux graphics interfaces use the left side as well. You can use those icons to minimize the window which means it will shrink down to a little button on your panel or your taskbar or you can maximize the window so it covers the entire screen or you can exit the window so that it goes away. The difference between minimizing and going away is that if it goes away, you have to restart the application to go back to what you were doing. If you minimize the application, it's still there running in the background, but you don't see it except in its minimized identity as an item on your panel or your taskbar. Now in Windows, the taskbar, which is what they call the panel, is typically at the bottom of the screen and extends from left to right the full width of your screen and it typically has what's called the start button on the left hand side. Now you can move the taskbar to be vertically along one side of the screen or to the top of the screen. 
most people generally don't in Windows. In macOS, the taskbar, I believe it is situated on the bottom of the screen as well. It's underneath the dock. And in Linux, it's wherever you want to put the panel. You can put it across the top, you can put it across the bottom, you can put it on either side. Now that's a generic statement because in Linux the panel may not be movable at all. It depends on which graphics interface you're using. What the graphics interface does is it provides a window manager that helps you manage your windows to do what you want them to do most effectively for you. Typically when you're going to manage the windows, and that includes resizing them, making them bigger, making them smaller, moving them around on the screen if they're not already full screen size. Typically you do that with the mouse. Typically you do that by putting the mouse on the title bar of the window, clicking and holding the left mouse button down until you move it to wherever you want it to be. You can use it to resize different parts of the window. You can make the window wider, you can make the window taller, and in most cases you can put the mouse in one of the corners of the window and stretch it in either direction, bigger, smaller, left, right, up, down, center, as you choose. The convenience of this is really nice because you can see what you're doing. There's a graphics representation on the screen of what's happening with your application and the window and what you're doing with the mouse. From a terminal interface, typically what you can do is enter a command and all of its options and parameters, and then you hit enter or return, and the command will execute. Now there are a whole bunch of advantages to this. For one thing, where you are and what you can do in the command line is right there in front of you at the cursor on the command line that tells you where the next command is going to go in. You don't have to mess with the window. You might want to make it bigger because most command windows are typically very small, 80 characters wide by 24 lines deep. Mine, I run full screen top to bottom and at least 110 characters wide because I like a bigger window for my terminal windows. And I use the terminal all the time, so having these tiny little windows doesn't really appeal to me. A lot of what you can do on the command line, you can also do in the graphics interface. And a lot of what you can do on the command line that you do instead in the graphics interface can be a lot easier. I have found that there are a lot of things that I might want to do from the command line that are much simpler to do in the graphics interface. For the record, in the command line interface, there are a lot of things that you can do that are just like what you can do in the graphics interface without using the mouse. You can move windows. You can maximize them. You can minimize them. You can exit them, all using certain keystrokes that the system will recognize as similar to what those mouse commands do with the icons and stretching the window side to side and so forth. There are a great many things that you can do in the command line interface that you cannot do in the mouse level interface. One of these very powerful features of the command line is that you can string commands together that allow you to run several different processes on certain data 
beginning with one command, then through another command, then through another command, and so on, until you finally wind up with the output you want. You can do this to some extent with the mouse, but typically only inside a single application. It's not normal to string graphics applications together because there's no mechanism whereby you can do that. Now what good is this? Let's take a look at one. In the terminal interface, most everything is done with the keyboard. You can select pieces from other command lines using the mouse and copy them so you can reuse them. And that's a nice feature. You can do that in the graphics interface with the mouse in certain applications for certain activities that you may want to engage in. But what you can do in the command line, for example, is you can list the contents of a directory and have it sorted according to time so you get first to last. But you can also then filter that through another command that says what you want to see has to contain a certain pattern. And if you like, you can filter that by passing the output of that into another command that changes the content of the pattern you see from what you input or part of what you input to something else. Now, why would you want to do that? It's helpful in constructing a command script, which is a series of commands that can be executed in a set pattern, one after the other, consistently. So, for example, if you want to do your backup a certain way from the command line, you can create a script, which is basically just a text file that has all the commands in it, in the order you want to have them executed so that you can run that command at any time and perform the same kind of backup. There are other advantages to the command line. The current most popular Linux shell is called Bash. One of the things that you can do with Bash is you can create aliases for commands. An alias is a short representation of something you want to do with a command with a certain set of options and possibly even parameters, always the same way, the same time. One of my favorites is I have an alias for the rsync command, which lays out certain specific options that I want this rsync command to do every time, so I don't have to type them on the command line every time. I can just issue this alias and all the options are already there. You can also create entities called functions which are similar to shell scripts, but they're more compact, and again, they're short names. Off the top of my head, I'm not sure I could think of one. <laughs> Shame on me, I should have one here. Functions are useful where you want to execute a certain sequence of commands, but you want to have what's on the command line in the parameters section repeated at a certain place in the function that may or may not be at the beginning of the function. That's probably a little too esoteric, so I'll, I'll just let it go. You can do a lot of very fancy things with functions. You can do a lot of fancy things with shell scripts. You can do a lot of fancy things with aliases. They're very handy. Some things you need to know about using the command line. You have access to all of the commands on the system from the command line. If you want to run a Firefox window because the last time you ran it, something went wrong and you don't know what it was because it didn't tell you, it just stopped dead 
and execute. If you run it from the command line, you can see what the error output is on the command line while you're running the browser. And if you can replicate the same set of circumstances that made it disappear, exit prematurely before, chances are there will be an error on the command line window that shows you what Firefox did before it gave up the ghost. It could be a crash, it could be an error. That's something you can't easily do with the mouse or the graphics interface. Something else that you can do with the command line that you cannot do with the graphics interface is you can run without a graphics interface altogether. Now why would you want to do something stupid like that? You use graphics windows all the time. You're always using your document processor to create documents or your spreadsheet application to create spreadsheets or you're using the browser application to browse the web. If something goes wrong with your system, in Windows, your recourses are pretty much to reboot, maybe even have to reboot in safe mode, and try and figure out what to do. If you know how to use the command line in Linux and something goes haywire like that, you can have it come up from what's called a virtual console, which is like a terminal window, except there are no windows at all. It's your whole screen, and you can execute any command line command on that screen provided you can log in and it's the same login but you still have access to all the commands what you do not have access to there are the graphics interface applications and typically you use this in situations where for whatever reason something went horribly wrong and your graphics interface won't come up as long as you know how to use the terminal interface you can go to one of the virtual consoles and rectify the situation. Most recently, I had a problem where one of my applications did something that messed up the format of the file system I was running in, in the user land. But I was able to reboot the machine. I could get into the virtual console and tell the file system, go check that partition and fix it so that we can reboot and come back up with the graphics interface again. And it worked very nicely. I'm not saying that you should exclusively devote yourself to one interface or the other. What I am suggesting is that it is very powerful to be able to operate in both the terminal interface world and the graphics user interface world. Typically, if I have to do some administration on my machine, I would much rather use the graphics applications to do that because it's clearer to me when I use a graphics application what it is I want to see. There are times when I really want to use the terminal interface because I have a ton of scripts that I've written. But also, I've been using computers and the terminal interface since before the graphics interface existed. So I'm very comfortable using commands on the command line. It's helpful and has been helpful in a great many situations. I just like having the flexibility of being able to use both and that way I get the advantages of using both. The choice is yours which you like better. Personally, I think knowing them both and being familiar with them both helps more than anything else. And that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope I was helpful to you. I hope you learned something and I hope you can put it to good use. Please feel free to spread the word. If you find something useful here, maybe one of your friends will as well. And 
As always, if you feel like supporting this effort, I accept donations. There's a button where you started this where you should be able to send to me. If you have a question or you want something clarified or you have a comment, feel free to email them to me. My email address is also at the top of the link here, linuxforthelayman at gmail.com. Thank you for being here. I appreciate your listening, and I do hope you'll come back and listen to us again. Bye for now.